Fatality Fitness Podcast, covering everything from fitness, health, and nutrition with your host, Matthew Smiley, covering top topics and answering all your fitness Q&As with featured guests. Hello and welcome to the Fatality Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Smiley, and on this episode, I've got special guest, David Hart of MTM Coaching. David, how are you doing? Tell us a bit about yourself, if anybody doesn't know who you are. How's it going, mate? Thanks very much for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm David Hatt. I run MTN Coaching, which is a kind of fitness collective online coaching company based in Scotland. Of course, we do kind of service clients worldwide, but the predominant base of our client is um, is definitely Scotland right now. Um, I've been in the industry about six years. Spent one of those living in Dubai. Um, the last two years have been much more of an online focus. Uh, and in the last year, I have became fully online, so only do online coaching now. And I've got a team of eight coaches in total, including myself. So I've got seven coaches working underneath the MTN brand. So where did it all start? Where did, how did you get into fitness and where did it progress from there? So for me, um, do you know what? Initially, I was doing sport karate. So I was competing in karate for about... 10 years from the age of about 10 to 19 um or maybe i was older actually maybe 20 it's about 10 years um and the natural reason was simply to put on weight uh, i was your classic skinny guy always had abs but very skinny um and i wanted to move up a weight category started hitting the gym a bit more started getting asked more questions about the gym um i got in shape kind of fairly one of those bodies that's always been into sport always been quite athletic so as soon as you hit the gym you do, you do see pretty immediate changes um and then yeah it was just a lot of people were asking me questions about how how i got where i was um and i didn't have a career at the time i was working in ikea actually um, i was working in ikea for about three years so i didn't have a career fitness was always a kind of big that's your classic fitness guy thing fitness was always a big part of my life um but i mean it definitely was it was always into sports was always doing martial arts and then obviously progressed into weight training so it kind of i kind of took it from there and then six years ago done your typical cereal box course six weeks training room got qualified knew absolutely nothing still um throwing at the deep end like we all are um started coaching clients so i started off an exercise for less and ran through um and then i moved to a private gym commando xfit which is in hillington it's a great gym i still train there myself now so let's talk about the transition from going from a kind of public gym if you want to call it that to a kind of private gym how was that change for you and what made you make the decision to switch over to to doing that firstly yeah i think i mean certainly the main the main driver to move at the time was how exercise for less treat their staff and how they treated the people that worked there um they were just they were putting your rent up 50 quid a month at some point so it was just continually going up and up and up and um, i mean nowadays your standard rent is about 400 pound but we started off paying 100 quid a month mate so it was it was pennies mm-hmm. um and for them to continually add to that it was more of a like a cool we don't need you see you later also by that point i'd been an exercise for less about two years so i, I had a very good client base and i had a fairly good reputation in the area so that i knew i kind of knew if i went to any private gym I could take the majority of my clients with me um, and it would be a much better situation. So I would say for any trainer starting out, starting in a, a gym like Pure Gym, Exercise for Less, these are great places to grow a business. Um, to make exponential growth and to grow further out with that, I would say the private gym kind of sector is somewhere to look into. You will see a little bit more success. You've generally got a little bit more freedom with what you do. So um 
Yeah, I mean, the transition was fine. It was easy. Most clients came with me. By that stage, I had a good reputation. If you were just starting off, I do think it's a much easier process coming yeah, from a budget gym. Definitely. I, I kind of done it myself. It wasn't a, a budget gym. It was a, a council gym. But obviously, you've always got that mm-hmm. self-doubt of going out on your own. And But once you make the change, you realise that you actually grow and potentially do much better. So let's talk yeah. about the, the brand itself then, MTN. So what, what does it stand for as the initials and as a company? So MTN, it's, it's actually not something we talk about a lot. The actual branding and the the, um, the letters there, it's mindset, training, nutrition. Um, it's not something we refer to a lot. It's people just know it as MTN coaching now. A lot of people don't actually ask or care. And some people think it's mountain coaching, which it's not. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's it's mindset, training, nutrition. It's the three main pillars in our minds that lead to a successful transformation, that lead to a successful kind of health journey. Um, you can't really have any of them like fully without having the other. That's the kind of way we see it. If you're nailing your, your, your training, your nutrition, it's likely that you've nailed your mindset before that. Um, so I would definitely say it's, it's more so to do with those three main key pillars that's what our business stands for and that's what we try to focus on with our clients it's not just diet and training it's the mindset behind all that so you can sustain what you do what you do get whilst working with us yeah definitely I, I will dive into the mindset stuff just a wee bit further because obviously everybody knows like most majority of people know how to exercise and how to hang me but you need to get the right pillars in place before you can actually adapt and, and start seeing results and getting these changes and, and, and I, I think it's something that you use push definitely a lot more and, and seeing in your content and stuff but I don't think people actually realise that that's what the, the brand was was um, yeah they... I think I mean I think a lot of people get into the gym because they want to look good for a holiday or whatever and they think all we're going to give them we're going to throw a diet plan at them and then we're going to throw a training plan at them that's such a small part of it because if the client doesn't understand why they're doing what they're doing if the client doesn't understand the kind of habitual changes that they need to make who's going through that then they'll see very little change um, because they, they typically won't stick to things whereas if you, if you kind of nail the mindset from the get-go get them in a really good frame of mind discuss certain aspects of self-development as well with them um, they will see much better changes in their training and their, in their nutrition uh, and just gen- in their general overall lifestyle because the thing is you've got to remember is it's not just for a holiday that you're trying to get them in shape for it's you're trying to make a lifestyle change for them as well and I think that's what people need to buy in with the, the, the brand is that you're not in it just for this kind of quick fix. It's you, you want to give people the knowledge and the understanding to take away and, and make yeah. these changes in the, in the lifestyle. So predominantly online training. So what was it? Tell us a bit about your transition from personal trainer on the gym floor to, to now yeah. just full-time online trainer. So I, like I said, I worked in Exercise for Less for about two years. I worked in Commando XFit for around two years. Um, this is all doing one-on-one. And I, I moved to Dubai in 2018. So I spent a year there, kind of half in my business, half in my partying. Uh, yeah, it was more, it was, like a, it was like a gap year, I suppose you could call it. Um, but it's also where I launched the online coaching side of things. I struggled to find balance with the lifestyle that I led out there and business um, as in one-on-one coaching. So I only trained about six clients um, one-on-one when I lived in Dubai for a full year. Um, and that was it. Yeah, I think it was six clients roughly. And I took some classes for um, another company out there. And that's when I started to think about online and how I could probably re-engage my past clients from back home um, and get them working on on board with, with myself at the time. It was just me at the time. It wasn't MTN coaching. It was just my personal brand yeah. um so i started that in dubai 
got about 15 20 online clients and it just kind of snowballed from that and then um when i moved back i had such a big inquiry list i had about 60 people want on board and i typically only try to manage about 40 at the time i think i take a lot more than that now um but i wanted to bring other coaches on board with me to basically help manage that workload and of course so i could make more money for my business and so that they could learn and make more money for themselves so that's when i brought on the first two coaches dale and ryan but the actual transition from from um one-on-one to online it was it was hard for about two weeks um it just it took me about two weeks to adjust i was used to that routine of getting up at five training clients six till ten doing that whole thing um but i was quite lucky because when i moved back from dubai i tapered things a little bit i only had clients in the mornings and then i'd done all my online stuff in the afternoon and then i slowly just kind of whittled down my client list uh, in the gym and they all moved online after that actually so um the actual transition was okay i felt I, I feel my days like mad right now we're chatting before the podcast started and i am very busy still even even in a lockdown i've still got a lot of stuff going on so do you think even before before we'll talk about um the effects like that convi- uh, the coronavirus is having on the business and stuff but do you feel that a lot of people even beforehand before this happened was like i want to try online training it, it, it you know i mean I, when you're a personal trainer on the gym floor, you think you're in for half six in the morning, you could be in there right until late at night, but do you feel that that was the kind of, I know obviously for you it would have been obviously the fact that you could go to Dubai and still keep working and stuff, but do you feel that a lot of people who were personal trainers that maybe wanted to dive in and try the online stuff thought, oh I could live the life and be an online personal trainer, but they don't actually realise how much work that you actually need to put in. I've got more stress now, I work more now, than I did when I was doing nine clients a day. And yes, it's not like I'm probably not physically doing nine hours worth of work a day. If I did, my business would be um, seven figures, not six or eight figures. But um, you certainly do put a lot more into the work that you're doing and you spend, it's it's the hours that people don't think. Like I don't work a nine to five. Like I'm still up at six every day and I'm still working for four hours in the morning, probably two or three in the afternoon. Um, weekends it doesn't matter I'm still replying to clients messages like every minute of every day Um, so it's things like that like the online route's not an easy one and a lot of people want it to be that Um, and if you if you do a shit job with your clients it can be an easy route but your business won't last very long the reason that we've sustained such um, a kind of busy inquiry list and that we've got I mean we've got 150 people on a waiting list for online coaching not just clients um, the reason we've got that is because we're continually providing a good level of service and you, if you're providing that, you're working full-time, trust me. Yep. So, obviously, the situation now is that all personal trainers have, have had to jump on and try it online. So, what's been the biggest challenges for you as an online coach with the coronavirus situation happening? Or have you found it being a blessing? Not a ble- I don't want to say a blessing in a way, but obviously a lot more people are now going to try the kind of online coaching kind yeah. of adapt especially clients anyway are going to mm-hmm. now try it because they don't have an option either that or they don't do anything at all so how have you found it so it's funny because a lot of people think that our business will be booming right now um because everyone needs to go online and we are uh, realistically we are seen as the kind of um go to for online coaching certainly in this area um but if I'm being honest, we've been fully booked anyway, so it made zero difference to us. We've got 177 online clients on board right now across all the coaches. 
um, and we've got 140 odd on a waiting list so it made zero difference in that sense we are losing money right now based on the fact that we offered to pause all of our clients blocks i know from a financial standpoint most clients or a lot of clients are on furlough some clients have lost their jobs yeah. and some clients will lose their jobs going forward so we took the kind of um standpoint of i mean if that was me i'd i'd paid 250 or 600 pound for coaching i would want my block paused at least for a few weeks to get kind of my, my head out the out the sand and whatever um so we've paused a lot of our clients blocks so we are technically losing money on online coaching um but i've been doing a lot of kind of other projects that will bring in a lot of revenue as well so um that's definitely a challenge i mean some people want to be coached right now some people don't yeah. could we take more clients yes do we want to probably not because we're not going to get the same results and we are a very kind of results driven company yeah, that's the thing. Is like you don't want to take too much on, and then you just can't give the same kind of value that you've been you were giving the clients up to that point. But this is yeah. obviously how you're looking to expand the business and looking at uh, other coaches. So let's yeah. let's talk about the systems you've got in place or had in place before it happened. Um. So uh, regarding systems that we use, I mean, I use Google Docs for everything. If we're talking about actual systems on a um ipad or computer if you, if you know what i mean like google docs is what i use for everything i use the coaching software true coach and with that that's that's how we run things when it comes to marketing and lead generation i think a lot of people think i spend money in advertising i've not spent one penny on advertising in my full life um everyone that inquires through us is from word of mouth or a client referral so the 140 that are on a waiting list almost all of them are just someone that follows me or one of the coaches on instagram or they're, they're a friend of a current client so we don't have systems for marketing we've never needed it and that's probably a thing that a lot of coaches are sitting going how the hell does he not need that like it's the hardest thing for most people um i built a fairly decent um personal brand which definitely helped um but yeah i've got no magic system in place for getting clients in the door just get results with your current clients and get them to promote your business for you yeah the only other thing that the only thing that i found we used was is you've done the kind of fat loss kind of free ebook kind of thing and got built up a mailing list from there but that was just to try and help as many people as possible so, and the same with the yeah the projects as well that you've designed yeah so regarding the, the lead magnet that we had the um fat loss kickstarter that was launched long after we were more busy that's just something that i thought i'd put out it was going to be a free um, a free guide for people it contains a free email and a free female nutrition plan inside um and it was a good way to build an engaged list so out of that we got about 1800 downloads for that but we, we already had we, we've got four and a half thousand emails that we um send regular emails to um and from that we then offered the positivity project which was a a four-week email series based on mindset positivity um and kind of getting into a routine and finding structure during covid that was something that i made up pretty much overnight uh, and launched within a week so that wasn't really something that had been pre-planned i do have other products being released very soon but the um, positivity project was just something on a whim that i was like you know what people need this right now i'm yeah. gonna bring this out and um, we got about 300 sales from that so it went fairly well so let's. That's a good time to then jump into the mindset stuff. Uh, what mm -hmm. was one of your posts that I actually seen? Was obviously, was it about motivation or try to keep people positive? And then you you dived in and, and and said that obviously it is a hard time for people to try and stay on the kind of positive if they have lost their job, if they've lost their wedding date, if they can't get holidays, they've lost money. I mean, it is a difficult time. Yeah. Um, 
So how do we how do we kind of get people's mindset into the the kind of more kind of positive route? Yeah, join the positivity project. No, I'm only joking. Um, to be honest, this depends on a lot of things. It depends what you're feeling down about, of course, and it depends what your general situation is. I would say the biggest thing and the thing that I found the most effective is you need to have structure. The main reason that people are unmotivated right now is because they don't have any structure within their life. Yeah, they're waking up at random times, they're drinking alcohol more than normal, their meals aren't at set times, they're not training as much, they're not training in the same place, they're not training in the same routine. And this is what's really throwing people off. And people ask me like how I'm so like disciplined and how I'm so motivated. I'm not, I'm just so structured. I've, yeah. I've got structure and that gives me discipline. Um, I've got set rules. I got up at seven o'clock every single morning right now. Um, I eat at set times, I train at set times, I work at set times. I've just planned my day as if it's a normal day. And that's what people are not doing right now. People are just like, ah, uh, willy nilly, like I'll do this then, I might do this tomorrow, I might do this then. So if you're someone that's really struggling with motivation, you're not struggling with motivation, you're struggling with structure. If you've got structure, you don't need the motivation because you just get on with things because they're in your diary, they're in your head, and you've made these kind of non-negotiables with yourself so um i would say if you are struggling with motivation download something like google calendar i would say plan your day and i don't mean okay one o'clock i'll have lunch two o'clock i'll watch netflix i mean plan every single part of your day cool i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna have my supplements i'm gonna have my shower i'm gonna spend 30 minutes reading or doing yoga or doing meditation or whatever it is yep. i might be a bit happy for some people um eight o'clock i'm gonna have my breakfast and watch some youtube videos whatever it is um, if it's personal trainers, um, if anyone wants to message me after this, I can send you exactly what I would recommend structuring your day like. Um, certainly how I structure my day. Today's been a bit different. I've been busier than busier yeah, than usual know. today. Yeah. Um, but I would say you need structure. Like, Forget about motivation. No one has it all the time. Um, find structure, find routines, and you'll find discipline. Find discipline, you don't need motivation. Yeah, it was kind of like the post you put out the day, but I was saying that for you... If you come out of this lockdown without doing anything, then you've basically just found out that you've got no discipline to kind of. You've had yeah. the time. You can't use the excuse that you didn't have time to do anything because you've had more tons of ever. it. Yeah, more time than ever. It's yeah, just the I'm, discipline to do it. I'm not going to be that PT, that self help guy that comes out and says you need to come out of this, learn to play guitar and speak Spanish and doing yoga. But yep. there's certainly things everyone can be doing here i don't mind if you're not a personal trainer i don't mind if you're not into self-development you might just be a mom of three why don't you learn how to cook better why don't you learn 10 new meals that you can cook for your family every night um it, things like this simple things learn about a diy i don't really care what it is if you come out of this and you've not learned anything about yourself or you've not learned a little bit of a new skill and um, you've completely wasted this time and you'll never get it back um, and something as a business owner you will never get this kind of time and opportunity in your life. For, for me especially, like I've paused 60 out of 75 of my clients' blocks. So I have 60 less people to focus on right now um, or put the same focus into it. And that's freed up so much time for me to develop other systems. I've got so many other projects planned. Um, I've got so many competitions. I've got so many uh, giveaways, things like this that will be being released over the next few weeks. It's just given me so much time to do other things, work on my business, not in it. Do you think that then comes down to like the kind of fixed fi people with a fixed mindset and people with a growth mindset? You're you're not thinking about um, this period at the moment. You're thinking further down the line, like what's going to happen in maybe July and August and further down the year when I when I can yeah. push these kind of other projects. You've got to kind of look into that. I think that's what other people need to look at as well. It's like if you've been stuck in a job that you're not happy with, this is your time to then 
focus on something that you could maybe build and yeah. push on to do something else. I mean, it's it's that kind of. I com- completely agree, and it's if you're a PT right now and you're. Um, I don't know what is more of your audience personal trainers or is it clients? What's the general it's, split? It's kind of a split, to be honest with you. I try, to, I try to get mixed out of both, to be honest. That's yeah. why I try to get feedback in both ways and put out the message to everybody, to be honest. Yeah, so I'd say, I mean, for the personal trainers out there, like, plan ahead. If you're not someone that's making money right now, don't stress because a lot of personal trainers aren't. <laughs> One of the reasons for that is because there's people like me taking advantage of everyone else and I've already got systems developed and people are buying into my programs. Yeah. I will say there's enough clients out there for pretty much everyone. Um, if you walk into Costa or Brayhead or Silverburn or Glasgow City Centre, you will see a lot more out-of-shape people than in-shape people, a lot more. And I mean like 95% will be out-of-shape and 5% will be in-shape. That's a huge market. So don't think there's not a lot of clients think that you need to work things a little bit differently um but yeah don't stress if you're not making loads of money right now what to do is get the systems in place get the plans in place so that when june july august whenever it is that we are out of lockdown you've got something planned you've got a competition that you're running you've got spaces for pt you've put in the you've been dming clients trying to get um leads for that that definitely needs done and if you're a client or if you're just a general population person that doesn't have a business or whatever spend this time reading a bit more about nutrition about mindset about training so that when you go back into the gym you can actually implement these things and you'll you'll have used that time effectively um most of us are just going to fuck it with our training or nutrition right now like training understandably it's harder homeworkers ain't that fun i don't love them but nutrition you've got more time to plan things to track food um than ever and take the time right now to, to get good at it Tracking food's a skill. It's hard to be good at it. Take the time now to learn that. Do you think the do you think the market will be bigger when, they, when we go back? Do you think there'll oh, be massively. more people? I think people? it's going to be January rush 3.0. Yeah. Um, I think from a mental health standpoint, this is the longest most people will ever go without a gym in their life. Like, most people I know at least train twice a week every week. You know, yeah. like most of my clients or most of my mates, they do a little bit and they do this. This is the longest a lot of people have went without that that sort of training um without that sort of routine so i definitely think more people will be getting back into it after this um and i think it's made a lot of people really appreciate the gym and appreciate that environment that they've got and that escape because i know for a lot of people it's definitely an escape from work from home from relationships do you think that's why people find the home workouts hard is because obviously you're in an environment that you're used to and going back and and kind of chilling out whereas obviously when you go to the gym you know you're going to the gym a work out and you're in that environment to kind of get a break away from being in the house and yeah, all the other stresses a, in the house completely i think it's a, it's a total change of environment and that's the issue that people haven't adjusted to that environment change yet and that's why they've not adjusted their routines they've not adjusted their structure um so i, I think it's definitely harder but also you don't need to be that creative in a gym that's definitely part of it there's machines for every muscle group nowadays yeah. you, you can jump on them and get a decent workout and you don't need to be creative using bands using time under tension using supersets drop sets triceps giant sets whereas in the house like you should see some of the exercises i'm doing right now they're mental and <laughs> um, bands attached to my everywhere and I, I look nuts but it's it's giving me an effective workout and i, I actually i'm enjoying them um having that little bit of variety yeah, it's just a, something to adapt to. And again, it's not saying yeah. that you, a couple of these exercises you might end up 
implementing it in your training when you go back. Mate, 100%. Single leg pistol squats. I was dreadful at them. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm <laughs> definitely going to keep them in my hey. programme and enjoying them. So this is the thing. We'll jump in and we'll talk about the compounding effect. So we'll talk about it from you as a person and then obviously a fair a business, talking about how these wee small changes that you can make can make a compound effect and make a, a long-lasting kind of habit change. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, the compound effect, it works in every respect. If you look at anyone with success, musicians, artists, um, sports people, speakers, motivational speakers, presidents, whatever it is, everyone that's got something that you deem kind of fairly successful has utilised the compound effect. What this essentially is, is that one small trigger triggering something else positive. So it's kind of like positive momentum. I like to look at the compound effect as, as a cycle more than anything. Um, and within that cycle, one positive decision leads to another, yep. leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. You also get that negative cycle, which most people are in right now. One negative decision leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Uh, and it can start with staying up late and watching too much Netflix. That might not seem that bad at the time, but the next morning you're going to, you're going to wake up late. You're going to wake up a bit groggy. You've probably not got enough sleep. That will then lead to you just wanting a sugar fix at breakfast. Yeah, so you'll get something session. quick, something convenient. That leads to a bad gym session because you've got low energy levels. A bad gym session leads to you feeling shit the rest of the day. You've got low product pro, uh, productivity levels for work. But when you look at the compound effect or that that kind of cycle in, a, in, a, in an opposite way, yep. let's look at going to bed early, but you've planned your day perfectly for the following day. So you're in bed by 10 o'clock, you plan to get up at 7, you've had 9 hours worth of sleep, you wake up refreshed, energised, you get a healthy breakfast, that leads to your energy levels increasing, that leads to you getting a really good workout in, that leads to you smashing PBs and looking, feeling great, that leads to productivity being increased because of endorphins, dopamine running through your body. So from from a business and a personal standpoint, like the compound effect is huge and yeah. a lot of people think that they need to be making monumental changes within their life to achieve things. With our clients, we don't focus on monumental changes. We focus on small things. Right, okay, you've been eating cereal for breakfast. Why don't you try something higher in protein? Why don't you try some eggs and, and toast? Okay, that's one small decision. What does that do? Keeps them fuller for a little bit longer. What does that do? Stops them snacking at 11 a.m. What does that do? Make sure they're hungry for their, their lunch at 1 o'clock or whatever it is. They then repeat one of these steps so they have a super healthy lunch chicken salad or rice or whatever it is what does that do fuels them for the rest of the day gets them to after work then after work they're feeling good they've eaten well they can get to the gym what does that do typically i mean when people go to the gym and they train they um on the most part that will set them up for a healthy meal you often don't come out and you've smashed a session and crave a pizza or a burger you're like cool do you know what i've done the first positive step of getting myself to the gym what's next it's yeah. probably having something that's going to fuel your body. That's the thing. It's like when you start to see the implements that you're putting in, I think that's people's worry when they start out with training is that they need to make all these big massive changes and then when they realise yeah. that all they need to do is take wee totally baby steps, when when they start seeing the results, they then start to want to do it more. It was a... Yeah. It was a it was the post I actually spoke about on, da on Dale's post. We were talking about how people want to go for the couch and go out and do these 5Ks, whereas if they actually implemented and just taking like maybe do a, do a 1K a day and then the next day maybe try and do one and a half and then just try and build it up over time. It's just that, yeah. as I said, it's the compound effect of just making these small adaptations. 
Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's times in your life that you might need to make massive changes, things need to change, but on the most part, if you really want something, it's a case of taking small daily actions, not just one big action, and then that's you. So it's the small daily actions repeated that kind of add up to bigger changes more than just one big action. Yeah. So let's talk about changes. So you've obviously been inundated or, or been up, have that much requests on people want to come and do training yeah. so you've then made the change to start building uh, a team uh personal trainers yeah. to try and deal with that kind of workload that you've been offered yeah so how did you get these trainers what made you go for them is it because um they agree they have the same kind of interest as what you have and, and knowing that they'll basically make uh, impact on people's lives and as well yeah. as, as as well as yourself so uh, we've like i said at the start we've now got a team of eight in total including myself so there's seven there's seven coaches working underneath um myself and the brand i, I suppose um how i found everyone's a little bit different to be honest dale and ryan acting coaching and dale Burke fitness if you guys want to follow them that's the first two coaches that i brought on board in 2018 uh, uh, 2019 sorry um, and at the time they just worked underneath my name um, they were just starting off in the fitness industry and in their one-on-one businesses they were building a little bit of momentum what I done with them is I helped them really build their one-on-one business I also offered them online clients I coached them on how to coach clients which is important um, so they used all the same nutrition systems training systems setting up the client was all the same as me so everything was quite uniform uh, and then when I launched MTN in early, well, it was this year I launched MTN, we took on Alex and Lewis in January and February. Um, I knew them, I knew Alex. I've known Alex the longest, actually. I've known him about five years. Lewis, I stumbled across him. He's actually a Mark Coles client. I do private mentorship with Mark. So Mark actually mentioned him as well, might be a good fit. Um, and the other three coaches... Uh, Ryan Holmes, who I believe you've had on your podcast. Yeah. He's one of the recent new ones. And the other two females that I've not announced yet. Um, again, finding each one of them has been a little bit different. The thing that I try to look for is uh, ambition, certainly. I want coaches that want more. I don't want coaches that are happy kind of with their 10 clients or whatever. I do want people that want to push things. Um, and also people's willingness to learn. Like PTs are the most egotistical people on earth. I know that because I'm one of these people. Yeah. Um, it's all about us. It's all about how good we are and that we are the best. Um, I wanted people that didn't have as much of that because I had it all. No, I'm joking. Um, I wanted people that that, um, that were willing to learn and willing to listen to um I suppose what I've done and learned from me because I've been in the industry six years which isn't a huge amount of time but I've done a fair amount in that time um, and I wanted to pass that on to people kind of felt it was my mission to find good coaches to instill this in so that they could train their clients the same way so that we could overall have a much bigger impact uh, and last year alone we coached between me, Dale and Ryan five, 550 odd clients over the year um, got some phenomenal results like life changing results uh, guy Ross losing seven stone uh, obviously all, all our body composition transformations as well and generally just all the mindset changes that we don't you maybe don't see on Instagram so it's all before and afters I post but Aye. there's certainly um, there's a lot of before and afters that have happened in the, in the head not so much physical so we've definitely been a big part of that that's the that's probably the only downfall with the kind of social media stuff obviously like we can write about it but 
probably more people are going to take notice to a really good before and after picture and don't realise yeah. the kind of mindset changes that um especially in mental health, like what you yeah, what, yeah. what changes you can make to someone me- mentally, um, rather than just physically. Um Yeah, one thing we want to focus on going forward is trying to portray these changes, maybe trying to get clients to do little video testimonials and talk about kind of their journey and not just like, yeah, I've got abs now. Yeah, I've got a big arse. Yeah, I've got big shoulders. We want to kind of tap into the fact that, well, are your eating habits better? Are you happier? Do you like the way you look? It's all these things that you don't see in before and afters. Um, You just see the physical change, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like, I always want to be part of that as well. Oh, definitely. Um, But there's there's certainly things that, that us as coaches, a lot of us miss out on in the... The phys- uh, and the mental side of things. Oh, definitely. So, like, are you sleeping better? How's your stress levels? Is, is yeah. how, how's your family life? That's all that kind yeah, of the box stuff as well. So, let's talk about the body transformation stuff as well. Um, predominantly, would you say it's more kind of female kind of clients that you are working with? Um, certainly. I mean, the split is is sixty. 67% female and um, 33 or something like that percent um, male. We don't specifically target females. Ryan only trains females. All the other coaches train males, females, cats, dogs, whatever you want. Um, I've probably got more male outstanding before and afters than female, to be honest. Okay. The thing is about female transformations is they get a load more engagement than males. Yeah. I can post a guy that's lost 10 stone and nobody seems to care that much. I can post a girl that's lost five pounds and she's got some abs and she's in a bikini. People go mad. Uh, and I think it's it's definitely a shame, but um, that's definitely, it's also something that we play on. We do have a lot of females and we do promote their results probably a little bit more based on the fact that that then gets us a lot more clients. So um, you'll find it yourself or you'll find it with any personal trainer. You're more likely to like a female before and after than a male. Yeah. Do you think that's because, obviously, uh, weight training is kind of, I don't want to say new to females, but there's definitely a big rise in it? Yeah. No, I'd say I'd say the biggest reason for it is that, that sex sells. Yeah. And you'll also find women and men will like female before and afters. Yeah. Um, men typically don't like other guys before and afters. This is the average male I'm talking about. Yeah. You'll rarely go through and like a guy standing in his pants, but you will go through and like every woman standing in their pants. That's just like psychology. Yeah. Um, so, and I also think women are more supportive anyway. I was so going to, get... to say that. Do you think, feel I feel that? that, that oh, massively. Bigger, yeah. You're not going to get your guy mates commenting in your pic saying, mate, this is fire. Love this. You look amazing. But if a female posts something, I can guarantee you have 10 best mates even if they're sitting next to her, will comment on it, fire emojis and love hearts and whatever it is. Guys don't do that. Like, guys just don't do that. Don't get me wrong, me and my mates are probably better at doing this. We'll probably support each other. Uh, and other guys might look in thinking we're a bit strange, but um, males don't support people. Males have got that. This is a generality. I'm not talking about everyone here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and females tend to be a lot more supportive. Do you think it's maybe guys have got a, maybe a jealous factory as well? Maybe if you see a guy and perhaps, he's in... Yeah, perhaps, but it's also, from a guy's standpoint, it's like if their mate sees that they've liked that photo, they're like, why have you liked that photo? You know, like guys are more um, uptight about things like that. Women, women don't seem to be. So, yeah, like we do, we do coach. We do coach both, and if I'm being honest, I actually prefer to work with male clients. Um 
it's easier. Like it's so much easier. Guys don't have periods. Guys don't have the same hormone ups and downs, um, and it, it makes life a hell of easier. Uh, and I also find when guys buy into things, they are they are. It takes a lot for them to buy into something like coaching because guys don't like asking for help. Females usually, again, this is such a big generality, will be quicker to ask for help with body comp changes than a man. Man thinks he can do it himself, and if I'm being honest, most of them don't have a clue what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. I'm just uh, so let's talk about the. I, I want to keep it on. I want to keep it on the weight training for females as well, because obviously you've yeah. done you've done a push for the kind of glute seminars. Obviously, there's an increase in females wanting predominantly build uh, their glutes. Yeah. So tell us a bit a, a bit about the the glute seminars that you've done and, and why you why you went for that. Yeah, so myself and Ryan, we've definitely got the most kind of female before and after pictures out of MTN coaching. Um, one, because I've been doing it longest. Two, because Ryan only coaches females. So he's kind of making a big push for um, for female transformations, for glute training as well. He's trying yeah. to position himself as like the Scottish Brett Contreras, so the Scottish glute guy, uh, which I think will work quite well because there's a, there's a gap in the market for it. Um, but yeah, we were we were planning doing a. We didn't actually run this seminar. We were planning doing a seminar, and I think it was December. Was it this year? Maybe it was this year. I think that it was, was January. Um, and it fell through based on the gym that we were going to use. Didn't have the capacity for us to handle the amount of people we got. We got about thirty-five girls signed up to it. Um, and the gym, the room we were going to use in the gym, get turned into an MMA studio. So it became not feasible. Something where we are going to run in the future, um, but. Yeah, regarding females and weight training, it's definitely becoming a little bit more popular. Glute training's becoming more popular. Everyone wants a big ass. Everyone wants flat abs. Um, and it's something that I know a lot about building and growing and getting those results with. So something that we can push for MTN and for the coaches individually as well. Yeah, because that was how I first actually got in contact with you, is I had seen that you were doing yeah. the glute seminar and I was interested in doing it. And then I read at the bottom for females. Females only. But, oh, yeah, so obviously I, I, I've got... We've got quite a, a few bits of glute kit in uh, our gym. We've got the mm-hmm. the glute glute drive machine, yeah. and obviously I try to train glutes. But obviously we know, for a female point of view, it's all about the aesthetics and aesthetics. how you look. Whereas yeah. I'm trying to do it for functionality. So let's talk yeah. about uh, you, t- you mentioned his name earlier. So we're talking about the, meeting the the glute guy himself, Brett Contreras. Big Brett. Tell us a uh, bit about you. And obviously, like I think a lot of people when they hear his name, they just think, "Oh, this is a guy who's just made up an exercise that's pre- predominantly done well." And then I've got the book here actually. Glute lab. <laughs> when you dive into it and you read, nice, and you actually see how much science and research he's actually done for this yeah. one exercise he's not just like made it up on the spot yeah i mean he is like he's the og of glute training he's he's the guy in, in the world that has speciality like he knows more about glutes and glute training than anyone on earth and it's mental having that like that that one thing i think yeah. it'd be cool having that title but um yeah he's invested the time he's invested the money he's invested in education he reads a lot he is super clued up um on glute training and some of the athletes and some of the people he trains get phenomenal results like some of the before and afters he puts out are crazy yeah um 
but he's realistic. He puts up things that are three years apart and, and, and 18 months apart. It's not all like this was done in four weeks. He doesn't bullshit you. Um, he's, he's quite cutthroat with the content that he puts out and everything's very well thought out. Um, meeting him was amazing, actually. Myself, Dale and Ryan, we went to California for a bit of a business trip. Um, we went to a business seminar ran by, I don't know if you follow them, Craig Ballantyne and Bedros Kulian. They run Empire Podcast Show. I actually, so I, a, I actually heard Dale talking about it on the right, So it's a fitness one. business podcast that they run, and they've got, I mean, Bedros runs the biggest franchised boot camp in the world, um, Fit Body Boot Camp. So, yeah, these guys are these are guys are animals in business. They, they've done so much for the fitness industry. So we went to their seminar, spent a full week in California, San Diego, San Las Vegas, not Las Vegas, Los Angeles. Um, so spent a lot of time there. And then when we were in uh, San Diego, Ryan actually messaged Brett just out of the blue, like, hey, can we come use your gym? Just to, to, I'm so surprised the guy actually replied, but he was like, yeah, come down, come down at four o'clock, whatever. Um, you can use the gym. So yeah, we, we went in when he was training, like he does group training with like six or seven females, right. um, all in incredible shape. Like what a job he's got. Um, but yeah, we went in, we just done our own session, kind of messed about, done some squats, some hip thrusts, some abductions, what else did we do? A few different exercises using a bit of the, the kit that he's got. Um, strange guy though, he's, um, he didn't really say much. He kind of was just like, yeah, you can use the gym, let us in. Didn't really say hi much, like, kind of like we shook his hand and stuff, but he wasn't, a, he wasn't the most welcoming guy. Uh, and yeah, we're working at, we were about to leave and we're like, asking him for a photo you know for the for the gram um and he's like yeah, yeah that's fine got got some got loads of photos as soon as we asked for a photo he like got animated and wanted oh, involved he's like, let me put you through yeah. an exercise so put us through a triple drop set and the abduction which was a killer um and yeah after that he was like cool see you later um he was just very much in, in himself if you know what i mean like he's not um I don't know. I suppose we, we weren't off him and he let us train at the gym and all that for free. Nice. Like, what a nice gesture. gesture. But um, he was definitely not what I expected. He was kind of just <laughs> like, yeah, do what you want. Um, so, so it was cool. But it, it was cool meeting someone of that kind of caliber in the fitness industry, someone that's that reputable. The only other person, well, I've met a few actually Mark Coles, Eugene, Eugene Tao, Jake Carter. So I've met a few kind of big names in the industry. but he was the he was the strangest. What, uh, was there any bits of kit that stood out for you in the in the gym that you thought? Yeah, he had a plate loaded um, hip thrust machine, so it wasn't a barbell. So you just strapped yourself into this machine. I don't know if you've you've used I think that's the booty the, blaster. That's the, um, that's the that's the machine that we've got in the gym. So it's, it's the right. It's it's, it's an amazing. Nautilus, I, Nautilus, um, glute drive. It's just a seat belt, seat, yeah, a glute drive, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. He had that. Um, that was that was a it was a great piece of kit. He just had so many setups and stations for us. To, to be honest, things. there was just pads everywhere. Aye. Um, I mean, you would do the but, same if it was your exercise. You would be like, "Here's a variation. Here's a variation. Here's a variation." You would try and you would be promoting it as much as you could as well. Of course, yeah. He he's created a lot of fitness products as well. Like he sells his own glute, um, his like hip thruster pads and yeah. and all that kind of stuff as well. So. Yeah, it was good to meet him. It was cool, and it was really cool to train in that facility that was so specific to glute training um, and performance as well. It's not just like don't get me wrong; a lot of his athletes and clients are aesthetic based. Yeah. But he had a guy in there that was um, what sport did he do? I don't know. He competed at quite a high level, and it was something random like volleyball or something like that. But right. he was in for 
like performance wise as well so it was interesting to see the crossover and the fact that a lot of the exercises are very similar um how you do them and the rep ranges and the um, sets and stuff might might change a little bit based on performance and aesthetics so when you were doing the glute seminar was it just predominantly for um glute aesthetics or were you just go diving into the fact that there were obviously glute functionality uh, based on our clientele based on our market it was for aesthetics only we had some guy comment on ryan's instagram i don't know if you've seen it um some weird older rugby player guy that was like you shouldn't be open this should be open to males as well why are you only focusing on aesthetics well that's our market yeah. i don't train that many performance athletes my girlfriend's team gb i do i do some training with her um i don't train pro athletes so why would i run a seminar based on performance, performance. um yeah. because it's it's not my expertise yeah. don't get me wrong the aesthetic standpoint covers a lot of performance as well you, you're not going to grow big glutes you're not going to grow peachy glutes and strong glutes um doing daft pump up exercises oh, you need yeah. to get strong right. you need to get yep. um more athletic as well so um th- there's always a crossover uh, and if i was to do um a performance-based glute seminar a lot of the things that you would be doing would be building it and making it more aesthetic as well. So yeah. there's always that crossover. Yeah. No doubt you'd get some female cop on it. Why are you not doing it for aesthetics? <laughs> oh, mate, that, that's what I said. I was like, if I ran a... It was like, it was such a daft kind of thing that he was going at. I was like, so if I was to run a, a seminar on nutrition, he could come along and go, well, well, why are you not doing one in training? It's like, well, this is on nutrition. Like, again, this seminar specifically was on glutes yeah. and aesthetics yeah. and building them yeah. could we do one on performance yeah 100 percent. but the the market for us isn't there so yeah so let, let's talk about the so the projects and what what, what we'll see uh, going forward with mtm what to expect over the next few months obviously get this kind of yeah period over so first. right now mtn offers online coaching we've got two months three months six months that's the pretty much the only products that we offer right now uh, and they're full well, they've never not been full, if I'm being honest. So out with that, we looked into creating some additional things at a lower price point, things that were more entry-level, things that some people didn't need to invest such a large amount of money in. Um, the cheapest that you can work with us right now for it is 250 um, and that can go right up to six months. So uh, six, 600 pounds, sorry. Um, so yeah, the first two things we've created are nutrition-based products, which are kind of meal templates, how to figure out your calories, how to figure out your macros, how to really just nail your nutrition. So we've got a male and female-specific guide coming out in the next few months. They're actually ready to launch. I'm just waiting on the right time. Um, out with that, we're going to have some training plan-only things. We're going to launch some um, community groups, so paid membership sites. And we've also got fitness retreats starting in Dubai soon as well. So the first one of those was meant to be November. We're going to push that back to February. So we've got a fitness retreat in February, um, which is going to be all the MTN coaches and hopefully between 30 and 40 clients as well. So lots lots to coming up. In addition to that, we do have some apparel, water bottles, things like that. I've already got loads of air fresheners. I was going to say, I've seen that. I've seen the amount of air fresheners you've got. A bit of a strange one. They're basically business cards that are air fresheners, so I thought I'd think outside the box on that one. Uh, Definitely. Um, Yeah, lots lots of exciting things. Lots of good stuff coming. And obviously, I've just, as I said, where can people follow you on uh, social medias? So my personal brand's just DHAT Training, D-H-A-T-T, and then Raining One. Just type in DHAT, you'll find me. Um, and MTN, our coaching company is just MTN underscore coaching. If you're looking to inquire, um, you're probably one of your clients anyway that are listening, so maybe you're not looking to inquire, but you can do so on our website, just www.mtncoaching.com. Ideal. Um, as I said, 
try and jump on forward a couple of the guys as well. They put out good stuff. Um, yeah, I know a number of my clients have um, have made a few of the the fake away stuff that uh, Ryan and, and Dale have put out, and even yourself. Right. I think they've even tried. I know a few of them have definitely yeah. tried it anyway and gave it a bash. So I'd like to thank you for uh, coming on and, and speaking to us today. But thanks, uh, thanks again, and I look, I'm looking forward man. to seeing what's happening over the, the next few months. Anyway. Yeah, I'll hopefully go on another wee while and I'll have some uh, more business updates. But yeah, I really appreciate you having me on and I'll, I'll chat to you soon, mate. No worries. Thanks very much. Cheers for having us. Cheers. Bye.